Welcome to Keep You 100 Radio. I'm your host, Felicity Pointer, type 1 diabetic, certified health coach, personal trainer, and founder of Needles and Spoons Health and Wellness. Inside this podcast, you'll find the real and raw conversations around diabetes management, including the lessons that we don't learn in our endos office, my best tips and trainings, and conversations from the experts that I trust inside the community so that you can create more predictability in your diabetes management and feel empowered while doing so. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, welcome to the Keeping It 100 radio segment, Empowered Voices. I'm Valeria Garcia, certified health coach, type 1 diabetic, women's wellness coach and mentor inside Needles and Spoons, and alumni of our signature program, Keeping It 100. Inside this segment, I hold space and interview individuals, leaders, and supporters from the T1D community to share their story, journey, experiences, and wisdom to empower, inspire, and share their light. To find these conversations live, join us inside the T1D Judgment-Free Zone Facebook group. All right. We are live. I am so excited. This is another episode of Empowered Voices with Val. And today we have a lovely guest, Savannah, and she's going to be sharing all about her journey with type 1 diabetes. She's newly diagnosed. She also just went through the Keeping It 100 program with us. So we're excited for her to just share her whole journey of how it was in the beginning during the program and where she's at now because she is thriving and glowing and we love to see it. So Savannah, feel free to just introduce yourself, share a little bit about yourself, and then we can jump into learning more about your journey. Hey, I am Savannah Lytle. I was diagnosed in September of 2021 and so still fairly newly diagnosed. Um, And some other things about me, I love outdoor activities. I am in North Carolina. So lots of fun. You got the coast and the mountains. Um, And yeah, I just love connecting with people and getting to know others. Yeah. And Savannah is also a coach. So (laughs) it was really fun to, I think it's so cool when you can be a client and a coach, you know, doing both is such like an experience. Yeah. We love, oh my gosh, you have the best outdoor photos of all your adventures. (laughs) Yeah. I love seeing those. Um, Yeah. So Savannah, let us know more about your diagnosis story and like how that was for you, you know, getting diagnosed as an adult. Yeah, it was definitely a big life change for me. So um, when I was diagnosed, I had recently graduated with a degree in outdoor education. um, And I was, I started having symptoms, but I also have an autoimmune um, thyroid disease. So I kind of contributed to that, like, okay, I've been really stressed lately. I just graduated. I got married. Like all of these things have happened. So that is why I must be having all of these symptoms. Um, And I definitely drug my feet a little bit to go to the doctor, if I'm being honest. Um, But I did notice some that I hadn't noticed before. Like I was really thirsty and I was really hungry. I remember hanging out with... um, a few of my friends a few months after the wedding. And I knew that I was just like eating so much food (laughs) and I saw them. um, It was my first time seeing them since my wedding. And they were like, Savannah, you have lost so much weight. What are you doing? Like, are you okay? And I, I mean, you know, when you see yourself every day, you don't notice that kind of stuff. It's like, Oh, I mean, I guess I've lost a little weight, but I mean, I'm eating plenty. Like I promise you, I'm fine. Um, but I went to the doctor eventually and, um, I 
happened to like they were checking thyroid they weren't checking blood sugars but I've always had problems with low blood sugar um, before I had diabetes actually so I just happened to say hey my blood sugar feels kind of off like I don't know it doesn't really feel low but I don't know what's going on like I don't know if you can do something for that, but could you check that for me? <laughs> and That's so, awesome that you asked. That's yeah. cool that you're able to ask that because you're like, I feel weird. I don't know why. I kind of was the same. Honestly, it's like I I love hearing like everyone's experiences because I could like relate to so many of those moments where you're like, wait a minute, this is probably weird, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like I'm I, you know, I almost didn't ask. I'm so glad I thought to ask that. And um, I mean, he didn't even do a finger prick test. My doctor in the office, he was like, yeah, I'll just check your A1C, make sure it's in range. But like, I, he knew like, you know, I know you eat fairly well and try to exercise and do all those things. So I'm not really worried. Like, I think your thyroid's probably just off. Um, but <laughs> I laugh at this now. It was, it just feels really ironic to me, but I was on the way to urgent care because I had hurt my back and I got a call from the office and it was, it was probably 30 seconds. It was so short. And it was like, Hey, you're going to have to come back in. It turns out you have diabetes. And that was like, that was it. They're like, you need to call and schedule an appointment soon. Your A1C was really high. So that was, I just laughed that I was like on the way to the doctor, get a call from the doctor about it. But that was a really like, so casual, so yeah. casual, like, Hey, FYI, you have diabetes. Yeah. Actually got a similar call kind of like that from, I was in a different country, but I got like this weird call that was like, Hey, there's some like alarming things on your test results. You should probably come in. I was like, all right, like, is it urgent? Like, do I get on the trolley and like the the ferry like now or like later? And they were like, "Mm, when's the next one? I was like, in 30 minutes, they're like, you should probably get on that one. I was like, all right, I'll be on the next ferry. And it's kind of like, you know, it's interesting. I think maybe like doctors or medical professionals, they like see that more, like they diagnose people more. So it's just kind of like a normal thing. But for us, it's like, uh, did you just tell me my whole life is going to change casually over the phone? Cause this is like a, a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I remember my husband was driving me cause I'd like hurt my back is why I was going. And, um, I hung up and he was like, did they just say what I thought they said? I was like, yeah, but that can't be right. Can it? Like I, that's, that's huge. Like <laughs> this just came out of nowhere. So yeah. It's very life-changing. It's weird how it's just like that. <laughs> it's literally, yeah. It's like a second. It, it's, yeah. And, you, you know, like, you're totally, like, it's just crazy. Like, I felt the same way. Like, you have these, like, physical symptoms that are showing up. But if you have another illness, I I also have hypothyroid. And I've had that since I was really young. And so I did the same exact thing. I was like, my meds are probably off. I need to just get blood work done. They're going to shift it and I'll be okay. Like, and you know, people were also saying things about my weight and I'm like, what? I'm eating like this, like two foot piece of bread, like every day in Costa Rica with like butter and coffee and like, I was eating so much also, but you're right. You don't, it's just really easy to kind of like push things to the side sometimes when you're like, oh, it's just the weather. Like I'm tired. Like I'm not going to 
go there, but I'm glad you had that like intuition telling you to just get your blood sugar checked. Cause it really, it makes a difference, you know, when you can kind of connect with your body that way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I thought of that too. <laughs> I don't know what in me thought to ask, but I, I wonder how long it would have taken me to get diagnosed if I didn't ask. So yeah, I'm glad too. So tell us like a little bit of like how this like year of navigating diabetes pretty much kind of like on your own before meeting like a community and coaches, like how has that been with like you and your partner and your move? You also moved during this time. So you've had a lot of shifting parts going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been a challenge. Um, it, I would say that I, a lot of things happened and I really unintentionally got left in the medical system. I felt like, like, I truly don't think my doctors were out to get me, but, um, I, when I got that call, um, when I called back to schedule my appointment, I learned that my doctor was leaving his practice and that all the others were booked out. They were full. I needed to look for a different office. Um, so I was able to get in with him one time and I was still early enough in the honeymoon phase um, that they're like, we're not sure if you have type one or type two. And I had enough insulin still that I was producing that um, they said like, oh yeah, you're type two, like this isn't type one, which I have like a few other autoimmune things. So I was very surprised by that because I was like really expecting type one, but you know, I was like, I mean, maybe I am type two. I don't, I don't know. So, um, I, it took me a long time to get in with another doctor. I think they're just really overbooked in my area. Um, and when I like finally did get in with a doctor, um, they gave, they quickly figured out cause they were saying like, okay, because of your medical history, we do think that you probably have type one and it was just misdiagnosed. So, um, they were able to figure that out pretty quick, but what they did was <laughs> they taught me in clinic real quick. They were like, all right, here's how you count carbs for insulin. Like here's, you take this amount of insulin for this amount of carbs and they told me a few other like super basic things. And then they said, if your sugars get over like X amount, go to the emergency room. And that was about it. And they they called, the director called the endocrinologist office and was trying to get me in. But there was like one in my area. They were super overbooked as well. So it took me months to get in. Um and soon after I got in, it was it was an okay appointment. I don't feel like it went well. The endocrinologist, unfortunately, was a bit dismissive of me. I like came in with questions. And honestly, I think that he thought I had more knowledge than I did. And so it just didn't go as I had hoped. Um, and I left feeling really discouraged soon after I had a move and I've still not been able to actually get in with an endocrinologist in my area. So I had a lot of, um, like I've had some support, I guess, with my primary, maybe a lot is not like a great way to put it. They've been doing what they can, but I really need to like have more support from an endocrinologist. So it's kind of left me in this weird place of, um, yeah, just really trying to figure things out on my own. I already am a researcher. So I started trying to read books and figure out 
how can I get support just because I felt I really did feel lost and I was struggling with my blood sugars and all these things. And yeah, it was, it was very hard to navigate on top of also having an outdoor job and trying to figure out like what that looks like. And thankfully I had great coworkers. They're very supportive. Um, in my first few weeks of diagnosis, they took over some of my hikes or things like that. So that was really, I really think I was thankful for them to, while I was still trying to figure things out. But um, yeah, it was, it's a big change, especially when my degree has such like high variability in the work that I was doing <laughs> compared to, um, yeah, living and then adding living with type one. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. I think often in the endocrinologist office, it's like so oversimplified. It's like you get to talk to them for 15 minutes and you're like, oh yeah, you just do this. And you're like, wait, do I do that when I'm at a restaurant and when I'm like swimming and diving in the ocean? Is it the same, you know? You're right. There's so much, it's way too oversimplified. There's so much in between. Like you said, there's so many variables, right? If you're walking at low intensity on a hike versus high intensity, like there's just so many different variables. And I felt the same way in that doctor's office when I was an adult. And I don't know if it's like, we're adults. So they're just like, Oh, they get it. But even some of the terms, you know, that they use, it's like, if you don't know what that term means and they're saying it and you're just kind of a little uncomfortable. Cause you're like, I'm not sure what that means. I remember like three years into my diagnosis, I was diagnosed at 23 and three years in I'm getting this diabetes pump for the first time. And I'm like, so afraid. And they, I get a call and they're like, Hey, so like, what are your basal rates? Like, what's your correction factor? They're saying all these terms. And I'm like, what? I was like, wait, what is, what is that again? Yeah. And she's like, explain it. She's, and then they were like, Oh honey, we'll come to your house to do the training. But I told her, I was like, look, like, again, I had only seen like an endocrinologist, like one or two times. And that was like three years in, you know, but I was moving also. And there was yeah. a lot of terms I just didn't know. And so when people would talk about things, I felt almost too embarrassed to like express that I wasn't sure. Um, now I know it's okay to ask those questions, but at the time you just feel like you're supposed to know because it is oversimplified. So you feel like, oh, they make it sound so easy. I should be able to like navigate this. But the reality is our relationship is, you know, impacted by this, our friendships, our work, the way, you know, our head spaces when we wake up, the way we connect to spirituality, like there's so many connections that have to do with that when you have this new part of you. And it's just not talked about enough, you know, and there's hard days. There's some days that flow easier than others, but, you know, we are so glad that you found community and you found people to connect with. So would you say like that biggest motivator was just like kind of feeling lost? Like you said, I think that that was a really big one. Um, one of the, I think I mentioned like my blood sugars being all over the place and, um, my A1C was in a good range, like they were happy with it, but I was like trying to explain to my doctor, like, no, like it isn't a good range, but like when I'm hiking and stuff, it's low all the time. And when I'm not like I'm struggling with highs and especially nighttime highs were really bad for me. It was like every few hours I was having to just wake up and give myself another shot go back to sleep just cause I could not stay in range at all. Um, 
and like adjusting some things very much helped that. But I was just getting to such burnout and I had restricted myself for months and I wasn't eating more than, you know, like 15 carbs at a meal. And I just really got to a point where I didn't want that to be my life. And I didn't want the rest of my life to look like that. Um, and I've been wanting to get into coaching for a while. It's been a dream of mine. Even in college, I did like a special emphasis in health and wellness and took a lot of like physiological and psychological classes um, to add to my degree. So I was sort of leaning that way and wanting to incorporate like the outdoors and health and wellness. Um, And so I feel kind of lucky that I happened to become a coach right around or start getting certified as a coach right around the time that I got diagnosed. Um, And so I just like, obviously I'm a big believer in coaching. That's what I do now. (laughs) I'm like very much believe in the power of coaching. Um, And so I was thinking like, I really need education, but I also need to like, I need support incorporating this in my life. I need people to hold me accountable and people to help me like figure out my habits and behaviors and how they're changing because it's such a big change, especially like, like I know you said you were an adult too. It's such a big change as an adult to go like from just, you know, not thinking about everything that you're eating or putting into your body or how exercise are affecting your blood sugars or all these things. So all of a sudden, like your whole brain can just easily be consumed with it. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think you're so right. It's like such a, yeah, it's like that big consuming thing. And it's almost like, you know, we've lived more life, more of our life without type one in it. And now, you know, we're living this reality of having type one and it's so crazy. I almost like well, I try not to think about the times before, but honestly, yeah. it's like, whoa, I always am like all this headspace that goes into, you know, living with type one diabetes. I'm like, what was I thinking about before? I'm like, what were all those yeah. thoughts doing before? Cause really, we're really, honestly, it's such an interesting connection with and relationship with your type one diabetes, because it is, like you said, it's all consuming in all areas of our life. So you know, really navigating like what that looks like in so many different environments and relationships, even with people and jobs. It's like, whoa, you know, it's a lot of headspace, but yeah. And, you know, you're right. There is something that you need more than that 15 minutes in an endo's office. Like, like you said, like, what are my new patterns? Like, what are some of the habits that I've had from my, you know, a lot of the early like behaviors and habits that we have with diabetes really come from those first conversations that you have around it. Right. I was same thing. I was like, okay, only 15 carbs, like one unit, 15 carbs. That was so stuck in my head that anything outside of that was like too scary. It was too unknown. I was like, I can't go there because this is what they said. This is the only way to do it. And so it really, it honestly just automatically puts you in that restricted way of thinking. Cause you feel like there's only one lane. And if I go out of that lane, like it's going to be bad and I don't want to do that. And so it's a scary way to feel like to live, like you're like walking on like this tight rope all the time or like walking in one lane and you can't go out. And I totally felt trapped like that. Like I felt like I didn't know where to go. Yeah. That uncertainty is so scary. Not yeah. knowing like, you know, especially when you're newly diagnosed, I think 
I wouldn't even say it was lucky, but I had the experience of low blood sugars from the past. So that was helpful for me to like that. Okay. I've had these before it's going to be okay, but still it is really scary, especially with high variability things. And I mean, there's so many things in life that become like really high variability when you have something like type one. Um, Yeah. So going into keeping it 100, starting to work with coaches and jumping into the community, what was like your main focus or like, what were your focuses like going into the program? Yeah, I really um, just wanted to learn some of the education that I feel like I missed, or even like, um, I had seen a lot of stuff that y'all put out. And I thought like, okay, I may never get this from the endocrinologist if I only have that like 15 minute window or that short window. Um, And I really appreciated like keeping it 100. I really appreciate that you guys are doing it ethically and coaching and also like you have a certified diabetes educator. I thought that was really important to me. And so I was really excited to see that like I could get education, but also um, get support. But then, yeah, I also really wanted to have an active role in my conversations with my endocrinologist because I mean, I've still only gotten in <laughs> like once, but when I go, I really want to go in and not be in a role of like, what do I do? I need help. I really want to be able to go in and say, this is what I'm working on. This is what I need your support on. Can you help me with this? And like figure things out and just be really um, active part of that conversation. So that was really big for me. And then, yeah, just really like, I wanted to live more empowered with my diabetes. I didn't want it to be a life sentence. I just wanted it to be something that, um, like I lived with and like, I could get to a place of acceptance, but I didn't want it to like determine everything I did with my life. That was really important for me. And I need to get over that burnout too, of just when you have to wake up every few hours and give a shot. I hate needles. I know a lot of people do. That was, (laughs) that was too much for my mental health. I was not doing good with that. So. (laughs) Yeah. And Man, I'm like, watch out, Endo, because this girl is empowered and she's ready to have that conversation. And I love that. I love all of the focuses that you came in with because those are all important pillars. Like we all have important pillars in like the culture that we have in our own diabetes management. And I think those are so strong to have, right? You want to feel empowered. You want to feel independent and you want to feel like you can talk about your management in a way where it feels empowering and you're kind of like the active participant and you're guiding the conversation because really we should be guiding that conversation because we're the one that lives it every single day, right? This endo on the other side sees us for 15 minutes and our A1C is like a snapshot in time, right? There's so much life happening in between that. So to be able to be like, hey, these are patterns that I see, this is what I identified and this is what I want to talk about. It kind of opens up for like a smoother conversation because you're coming in with that conversation, those questions ready. Um, I think it's great. So I, I mean, I could talk about you forever. It was wonderful to work with you and just see like, you know, from week one to where you were and feeling like you were so alone to like now where you're at and you feel so empowered. What would you say some of like your biggest accomplishments in the program were for you? Yeah, I think one of my biggest ones was, um, 
just my day-to-day management got so much better. And I feel like my blood sugars are so much more stable. And I think I just really have a better relationship with my body because I understand it a lot better now and how it relates to type one. I understand how my cycle plays into it and how the foods I'm eating and (laughs) um, how the exercise I'm doing is, you know, like different exercises affect it differently. So I think that has been so helpful and so encouraging in my type one journey of feeling like the day-to-day lower variability stuff. I feel like I have a handle on it and I know what I'm doing. And if things go wrong, I'm definitely, that's, I think going to always be something I'm working on because I know I struggle with perfectionism, but um, like I'm not my numbers and thinking about my values. Like I know I have values outside of diabetes. So I think that was something else that has been really helpful to think about that. We talked about some in the program is um, yeah, like I have values. And one of them for me is like having some spontaneity of my life. And my numbers are probably not going to be perfect with that, but um, allowing space for that. And just like, I know me and you have talked about this a lot, but taking a pause. um, When I look at my numbers, that's been something I've been trying to incorporate more. I think for me, after getting the day-to-day management, it's been a lot of just mindset for me. Um, The other big one, I guess, is burnout. Having a burnout plan has been so helpful for me in my management because I didn't at first and I was just trying to keep them as good as possible. But I think like recognizing that I'm human and that I'm going to have days that I'm really burned out and finding ways to support myself without making that burnout worse has been really helpful for me. Oh, Savannah, I'm crying (laughs) over here. (laughs) I was just smiling the whole time. I love all of that for you because you're right. You do have those values. You do have parts of your life that are important to you in different ways. And you're always going to be evolving and things are going to change. And who you were yesterday to who you are today is a different Savannah with, you know, living as a type one diabetic and that management can shift and it can change. But I love to see how strong your mindset got and getting kind of just like stepping out or zooming out a bit and looking at different areas that you wanted to work on. Because when Savannah went through the program, so many different things happened that she was able to kind of implement these strategies. in. I mean, she went to a wedding, she tried sushi, I think a couple of times, you know, she was able, you were able to do a lot of different things. And I think those are all important, right? Like even looking at exercise again, or thinking about planning your next hike and what that will look like. And just going into different events, knowing that I don't have to go into every single event or every new activity as like, what's my strategy and how can it be perfect? How can this number be the best? But looking at it as like, what's the mindset I want to have? Like, how can I stay present in this moment? What's going to make me feel good if I can't control all these variables? And looking at it that way before we look at just the number. And like you said, you're not your number. Like that's not you, right? You're Savannah and you're so many other things outside of that. You're a great partner. You're a friend. You're so many things outside of that. And being able to have that so early on in your management is like huge. I mean, you are in the beginning and to have those strong foundations, I'm like, you're just going to continue to skyrocket and create whatever you want in your management. And I'm so excited to see that. It's great. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate it. Yeah. So 
Okay. So this is kind of where you're at now. You're your own coach. What are, do you have any like big plans or anything that you're planning or a new activity that you haven't done yet that you're feeling really strong in to go into? I think in general, I'm just working to add things back in that um, I'd taken away. Cause I think, you know, when you get diagnosed, I mean, I, t- I feel like I took it all out immediately. Um, so I'm slowly thinking about what do I want to do? Where do I want to be? Where do I see myself being in the future? Um, that's a, a big part of a lot of things. I know that we learn in coaching is like envisioning your future self and thinking about who you want that person to be. Um, and I think I'm I'm really looking to add in more like higher variability things back in. So specifically, I'm really determined to get back out. I love backpacking. So um, I am looking to start doing some backpacking and just like in general, adding back in more outdoor things. Cause that's something I know, like I really value. Um, and I'm really excited. I'm really excited to um, start doing things again with my husband. He's been super supportive. He is, I'm so thankful to have him along my journey. Um, so he's been really helpful and supportive as I've tried to cut things out in the beginning and I'm now adding them back in, but, um, yeah, I'm excited to do things with him and friends and yeah, just like live a life based around my values and like things that are important to me. And, um, yeah, like not be in a place where I can accept diabetes and that it's there. And like, things are a little bit heavier or harder than they were before diabetes, but also that it's not controlling me and that I like have a say in my management. I can understand what's going on and then like really support myself mindset wise and, um, take a step back when I need it and pause and just, um, give myself grace. Cause I mean, you know, when it's, so much numbers based it's really hard not to just like see numbers and then feel that shame or guilt and like tie that into you as a person I think it's different when (laughs) I don't know but yeah it just feels it feels very different than any of the other like autoimmune things I've ever been diagnosed with so oh yeah and you're totally right I think it's because diabetes is such like a it's in real time all the time. Right. It's like, I don't know. Sometimes I think about like other illnesses that I have. It's like, I take my medication. It's kind of like out of sight, out of mind, but with diabetes, I mean, it is like minute to minute, hour to hour, day to day. It's like constant that. Mm -hmm. And then you're seeing these things in real time and present time. So we're human. It's like, you know, when we see something happening, our, our body, I think naturally wants to like fix it or like take action right away. So yeah, you know, taking that pause is difficult. You know, you have to really slow down and we live in such a fast paced, like social life all of the time that it is hard to, to do that and hold on to slowing down and like latching back onto those values that are important. Um, but I'm so excited to just like hear about that trip of when you get back out there and backpack and, the coolest thing is like, you can always create those environments, how you want them to be right. Like if you feel safe with having your partner there, if you feel safe having a backpack with seven pounds of food in it, like anything you can do, whatever feels comfortable for you. And 
I'm just so excited because I know that that's something that really lights you up in your life. And just even seeing you talk about it, I can tell it's something that's exciting you just thinking about it. So keep us posted. Like, do you have any ideas of where you want to backpack first? Honestly, I'll probably start in in North Carolina. I always talk about Linville Gorge. If you're ever in North Carolina, it's beautiful. And that's that's one of my favorite backpacking trails I've ever done. And I know it well. So I think the next time I go out, it's going to be there. I think that'll be nice to kind of not even ease into it, but have a trail I'm familiar with um, to help with some of the like different variability type things. But I think too, I just, I miss backpacking it. I love Linville. So I think it'll be fun. I'm not sure yet when, but I have plans. I'm ready to do it. (laughs) Ready to add it back. We love that. She has plans. Watch out. (laughs) I love that. So before I ask my favorite question about advice you'd like to share, is there anything else you'd want to share about your journey or your experience, you know, going through a coaching program in your management, anything else you want to share, feel free. Yeah. I think that, um, it has, it's really empowering just to even be around other people with diabetes. I think that's some, the beauty of doing like the group coaching program, um, and going through keeping it 100. Um, and something I found, I guess I'll share. I don't, I guess I don't know exactly how to show people how I did it, but cause I don't honestly know how I did it, but I figured out on my phone that you can, um, set up like shortcuts. So I have a shortcut now that like tells me to pause and like, how can I, you know, it gives me some kind of affirmation about blood sugars or like, how can I respond to this versus reaction or like you're doing your best or I sometimes change it, but um, there's ways that you can add those in your phone. (laughs) So I don't know. I found that really helpful for me of a few times I've been frustrated and went to click on my Dexcom um, app because it's been like fussing at me. <laughs> it's been really helpful to see that because it kind of like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not my numbers. Like it's helpful for me to remember that. So I don't know if that's helpful to anybody who listens, <laughs> but if it is, there's a way to do it. <laughs> Maybe I can like send you a screenshot or something. <laughs> I, don't I love know. that. And yeah, that's a, an awesome way to like habit anchor in or anchor in love for yourself in those moments. So yeah, if there's a way on your phone or on your app to set like a mantra for yourself that day or some words of wisdom or affirmation, something that makes you feel really good. And I I mean, I do the same thing, not necessarily, I don't know how to do the shortcut. So I'll have to <laughs> learn that too on my phone, but I do every morning, like I have it the 30 minutes before I wake up, I have a reminder that pops up and it just tells me like, a quote, like you're enough or, you know, keep going in your day or like you're surrounded by love and light. You're always guided. Just something that is nice for me to read first thing in the morning before I jump into my phone, before I look at my numbers, like it just is nice to to have that. And I realize when I start ignoring it, it's just time to put a new one. Like that one served me and I'm ready for like something else that's loving to me. And Yeah. There's so many ways to do that. And I love that you've like anchored that in because it is important. It's important to have parts of you be celebrated in your management and have those wins and have those moments that help you pause and whatever that looks like. Sometimes it's a big deep breath or like a chug of water or just like a walk outside, like doing something for yourself 
So you can kind of step away from that all consuming feeling. So I love that you found those practices. So before we go, any like big advice or like words of wisdom for any listeners or even anyone who's also been newly diagnosed and maybe kind of listening to this and sitting in the same spot or sitting in those same feelings that you felt? Yeah, I know that um, like access can look different to everyone with like what kind of support that they can get. But I would say that is been really helpful for me along my diagnosis and journey is um, finding support. So advice I would give is just like reach out and find someone, whether it's like reaching out to your endo if they feel supportive or like a coach or a coaching program or like another type one, even if it's like virtually, I think that um, getting support and then having others who just like know what it's like, because it is such a life change. And it's, it's really hard to know what it's like unless you're living with it, I would say. Um, So I'd say that is a big piece of advice, I would say. And then my other would just be what we were talking about, just like taking a pause and um, knowing that no matter what your numbers look like, that even though that might reflect like a habit or a behavior or something, that doesn't, that's not you as a person necessarily. And like, it's a heart disease. Your pancreas is not working correctly. It's not working. So it's one of those things that um, I think just like, giving yourself grace and holding space for yourself is really important. And something I've been like trying to work on, on myself of just allowing myself to be okay with like, things aren't going to be perfect. Um, but that's okay. Cause I want to embrace a life full of things that I love and values and spending time with other people. And to do that, um, things aren't always going to look perfect. They're going to be messy sometimes, but it's okay to have that uncertainty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. You're yeah, that was great. And I love that the power of connection can play such a big role. Um, I know that's exactly what I was needing too. is like, I just want someone to be like, oh my gosh, this sucks. Or like, this is hard. Like just someone that truly has like stood in similar shoes as you and can, can relate to those emotions that can come up. And I love, you know, what you said that those numbers don't define who you are you are you and diabetes is not you. You are a person and you're so much light in the world. So it's nice to, to go back to that and and just find like what you really want that to be for you. So I appreciate it. I loved your, your advice and those words of wisdom are really powerful. So thank you for sharing your journey and sharing your experience working with us. We love you so much. And it was such a pleasure to work with you. I really miss having you on the Tuesday calls and I miss everyone. It's so hard. You guys, after we work with these like wonderful clients and these wonderful, powerful women for 10 weeks, it's so hard after um, to not see them every week, but we love having you in the community and still being able to connect with you and have you share. So important. And yeah, thank you for jumping on here with me tonight. Yeah. Thank you, Val. Yeah. I missed you guys. Y'all are, you're a great support system to have. I'm really thankful to have found you guys and been part of keeping it 100 and in the community. Like you said, I know y'all don't go away. So (laughs) yeah, I can't get rid of us. So 
<laughs> We're here forever. <laughs> I'm glad about that. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. And we'll talk soon. Enjoy the rest of your night and keep us posted on the next big hike or wherever you go. Keep us posted. We want to know. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.